0: So, no, no, no!
1: Good afternoon, welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. So, got a question for you. Are you getting numb as so many are when it comes to the talk of what's happening? China and trade and everything that's being kind of brushed to the sidelines. Are you seeing the headlines like so many and scrolling past it? Well, it seems to be what we're seeing in the market trade as well. We'll also talk a little bit about what we've been seeing with the soybean market, uh, the frustration that's been happening with the wheat as harvest pressure starts to loom. And then, on the flip side, we're going to look at this livestock market. If you haven't flipped a screen yet today, or maybe it's been a while, don't do it. Um, not a pretty picture over on the livestock complex as well. Kyle Munson joins us. He is with Allendale Incorporated. And, and I want to start there, Kyle. Let's talk about this. You know, president has tweeted, he's talking, China's coming back and forth. But at what point are these markets, and, and folks just going to say, enough is enough. Let's focus on something else.
0: You know, Susan, uh, thanks for having me again, by the way. Um, I think a lot of the trade is just becoming immune to the headlines and just becoming numb to it. I mean, you know, do we have a China headline out here? Like yesterday, they were telling, uh, you know, private, uh, private importers over there, don't be buying us pork and don't be buying us soybeans. And you still manage to close, you know, soybeans higher for the day and, you know, well, they still need our products to an extent, and what headline is going to drive it? You know, what's the next tweet going to be from the president, or what's the next political outburst going to be, or what's the next headline from China going to be? Who knows? So it's just kind of getting to the point where, oh, there's a positive headline, probably going to be bought. Oh, there's a negative headline, probably going to be sold off a little bit. But, you know, coming into the growing season here with very little weather premium. Now, some of these might start to take backseat a little bit.
1: So beyond that, as we look at what's happening in the trade, any surprises for you or, or what you heard in the discussions when it came to last night's crop progress report?
0: Not really. Um, you know, as we talked, uh, I guess it's been a month, I think, uh, since we talked last year. Um, I know when I'd, uh, come across that time, there'd been a lot of corn and beans planted. And, uh, you know, trade for all intent and purposes were over 90% done on corn. So basically they're saying corn's planted. Uh, beans is 79%. Pretty soon they're going to be planted, but the good to excellent ratings were a little bit higher than, uh, than thought to be. And, there's been a lot of talk of the trade, uh, this ridge of high pressure and heat coming in, but that's kind of what this crop needs right now. We've got plenty of moisture in the tank for a while. Let's get some heat underneath this thing, and this is the time you want some hot dry weather so you can get the good, you know, good ridge structure and get it down there and, uh, you know, hopefully get, uh, get you some long-term, uh, you know, some long-term uh, health in the plant, you know, with uh, with some heat, you know, get it rid of down.
1: I know many are starting to talk about the weather-related markets might start to slowly trickle into this trade. We're definitely seeing it when it comes to the wheat complex.
0: That is that is for sure uh, it's getting hot and dry out there and I talked to a cutter in Delhi, Oklahoma today He's from uh, up uh, he's from Lincoln Kansas and he was talking uh, maybe 2025 20, lake or wheat but uh, the material on the wheat is just kind of all over this year I mean he's telling me that they're needed in Oklahoma and maybe even Eastern Colorado was you know early as first part of next week just because it's moving along so fast but uh, that's kind of different areas It's area specific as uh, the frost kind of wing things back here just a little bit uh, you know earlier on this spring and, and uh, the late rain some of it kind of come back and so it's, it's going to be all over the board as far as maturity
1: goes. And of course we know that we're not even the only ones dealing with this crazy weather. You look at the Black Sea region and they've been having weather issues as well. Globally that's going to have an effect on the wheat market.
0: That is correct. Uh, but when you start looking at other country or, you know, especially that region in Russia, for sure, how much reliance do we, uh, how much, uh, I guess I don't know how much I trust their uh, weather forecast or, or even some of their you know export numbers and things like that they they're they're on a quota for exports and then they're not and then you know they've got good weather then they don't and so it's it's very tough to trust some of their uh, their uh, information that comes out of those regions
1: The dollar we saw some new lows take place um, this morning. How's that going to affect our trade for the grains?
0: You know, that, that's, a, that's a very good point you you bring that up that that's definitely should be helping us out here a little bit I mean at least it's making us a little bit more competitive you know as far as you know more bang for your buck I guess as far as US commodities go
1: over to the um, corn market you talk about the corn kind of dead in the water per se is that gonna continue the rest of this week or are we gonna see some excitement move into their trade
0: well it's 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 tough to say I mean you're, you're here at the beginning of the season um, you know, I, I don't think my, personally, I don't think there's much weather premium built into this thing, but there's not a lot of threatening weather at this point. Now, going into the close, today you saw something interesting happen where, yeah, we, we closed, uh, July corn up a penny here, but some of the deferred contracts way out there, um, into March and May and July of next year were up as much as two to three cents. So that's what I think a producer should focus on here as, they're going to be moving forward throughout this growing season. They're going to be storing a certain amount, you know, on farm or, or foreign, however they store it. Uh, we need to take a look at what the carry is in the market because they built some carry into the market. And that's just kind of an indicator of saying, okay, the market's paying you to store it out here to this to this month or store it this far. How do we take care of that? What do we do here as far as locking that up? And I think that's what a producer should be taking uh, taking a look at.
1: And we see some stability as well right now in the ethanol market.
0: Yes, we have. Um, We've seen uh, the ethanol grind start to come back. I mean, we've got a long ways to go to get that demand back, but it is a start. I mean, we have started to grind a little bit more, so that that is good as we get people out and about as far as traveling and things like that. That should help the ethanol complex out.
1: Is there some technical movements going on for the soybeans?
0: Uh, yeah, November soybeans. Uh, interesting. Uh, they they got up to 865 today, and that's also the May high that we had. So, could we potentially be putting in a double top on these November beans? It's possible, uh, but there again, there's no weather premium built in here um, into going into the growing season either. So, you know, it, we're we're sitting here kind of at a at a juncture here. We've we've gotten to some uh, moving averages and things like that. And uh, taking out some of those moving averages, we did see uh, we did see the market start to kind of ramp up today as we took out some of those 50-day moving averages here up front. But uh, it's all going to hinge on how we close here going out through the week. Do we close above them? Is that kind of our line in the sand? Is that cap us? You know, we're sitting kind of right of at a right at right at a critical juncture here, maybe on the charts.
1: All right, well, stick around, folks. We got a lot more coming up. We're going to flip the screen and look at the livestock. It's a Fontanel final bell on the world Welcome back to the Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we continue our conversation with Kyle Bumstead. He's with Allendale Incorporated. Switching gears and and looking at the livestock side of the trade, Kyle, not a pretty picture on this cattle market. We saw the nearbys uh, go limit down on the trade. So what are your thoughts? What's happening in this cattle complex for our livestock guys?
0: that's right susan we saw the june cattle close limit down here today um which in a way isn't surprising given some of the things that we have coming up in the complex here uh friday of course we have option expiration and monday we have first notice day of the june contract and at this point if you are to ask me i don't see any deliveries coming to the june board but there has been some chatter, some talk out there in the north that this could be used as an avenue to get rid of some of these animals. However, with the size of the animals that are out there, some of those probably won't even meet the criteria or delivery criteria as far as uh, you know what the rules and regulations are for that. But uh, you know, box beef down uh, twenty-two bucks here last night on choice, uh, down eighteen. 1879 here this morning on the choice this box beef is dropping pretty hard and the packer margins getting hit a little bit too uh granted they made money on the way up but at what point do boxes fall off here and the packer says i i I don't have to pay up here because the boxes it's you know math mathematics are not working in their favor
1: anymore i was gonna say this is gonna make for an interesting cycle as you watch these box beef numbers come down like they are
0: that is true, um something that I'm kind of looking at here is the quality of meat that's going to be offered to the to the uh, consumer uh heavier carcasses, higher quality meat, of course, but that doesn't mean much as far as the cutout price goes. Um What I am concerned about though is on a normal year, we always seem to fight heavy weights at some point in time throughout the year we fight heavier carcasses the, the industry-wide it was just an industry-wide you 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 have the, the heavier carcasses hit the complex well we've got some very heavy carcasses out there in the north right now trying to get cleaned up and we always push a certain amount back to try to plug a hole but this year it seems like we're pushing more cattle back and rightfully so we're not we're not slaughtering near uh near what we have been as that slaughter does try to you know continue to pick up we will chew through them yes but Will we, will we still have the weight problem? Yes. And I think more so this year is going to be a bigger issue. And that's what's really got me concerned with the heat coming out there in the plains. Uh, you know, all of a sudden you've got 90 plus degree weather and these cattle are in condition for
1: it. I was just going to ask you that from, from a feedlot perspective and you can't move them like you would want to. What does that mean for our cattle producers and how do they kind of work through that?
0: Well, we're, most most guys that I work with and uh, and talk with, they've got cattle on holding rations, and they've been in contact with their with their packer buyers, saying, "Hey, they're getting big." And and there's some there's some buyers out there that know that, and there's buyers out there that are trying to trying to work through with these guys, say, "Hey, I know you got big cattle. I'll take you know X amount of head, just so we can try to take the top end out, or you know what have you, just try to get some of the big ones cleaned up because there are getting to be some big cattle up in the north.
1: What about hogs? Are you do you have any concerns about the weights of them? Hogs,
0: yes, uh, to an extent, but it seems like we're working through those uh, a little bit faster, I guess, as far as the hog side now. Uh, Storm Lake, Iowa, that plant did go down, and that's roughly, I think, seventeen seventeen thousand five hundred 17,500 head. Um, what I'm a little bit more um, interested in is to try to get an industry supply assessment or, you know, the hog and pig report coming up here uh, on the 25th of the month. That's going to be interesting to see where we're at as far as marketing on the hog side of things. So looking at it, the cash and the cutouts have been coming down there as well, which, you know, June uh, is coming off the board here. Uh, here excuse me, on the 12th so the index and the June board are tied together and July is starting to watch that index number uh, pretty hard too because it's going to be tied and there's not a lot of time left once June falls off July comes on and uh, it's going to be tied to the index at the hip too
1: we we touched on it briefly in, in the front half of the Fontenelle final bell but from a hog perspective in the last 48 hours with all this China talk have they reacted, have they pulled back are they just blowing off this information as well as much as they can
0: yeah, there was there was uh, yesterday was kind of ugly in the hog complex. We did gap lower, uh, but we did go fill those gaps in the chart, and uh, we did manage to close above uh, some support levels here today, especially on some of those deferreds. I've been watching uh, the December and the February hogs as far as you know what's our next opportunity here to uh, get some hedges in place, and we seem to be holding uh, that Feb kind of you know gravitates between that 56 and 58 dollar range and it's been that 58 to 60 but maybe we've made another uh range down there between 56 and 60 bucks here out in, in that feb contract so that's kind of what i'm looking at because guys are starting to price uh, pigs and stuff like that and those those pigs will be coming out here towards that feb uh, that decent feb board so just uh, looking out there for different opportunities but it does seem like we are holding some support out in those deferreds
1: all right sounds good kyle what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you
0: You can reach me directly at 712-880-6037 or call my desk direct at 815-578.
1: All right, thanks so much. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve substantial risk of loss and are not suitable for all investors. The Fontenelle Final Bell is brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers. Check it out as a podcast on our website at ruralradio.com, wherever you subscribe to your free podcast, and on Spotify as well. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.